Okay, what, what do I say? Okay, so... <laughs> we really jumped into it. Yeah, I don't remember. Welcome to mm-hmm. Social Distance Warriors, which is a podcast about the still ongoing global coronavirus pandemic. My name is Tom, and it is May 27th, the year is 2021, and it has been over two months since we last recorded, I think. That feels right. You can call me rat and i'm not an expert on the ongoing pandemic yeah i forgot to disavow the notion (laughs) that i was an expert so yeah i'm not an expert um still i'm still not an expert on this pandemic wow Um, also i think i don't know if skype is telling me that it's skype's birthday today or if it's your birthday today it is my birthday i don't know if it's skype's birthday Okay, because Skype is telling me it's Mr.'s birthday today, and it's offering me a birthday cake emoji. Oh, well, thank you. So that's happening, too. I didn't know Skype knew that about me, but yes, yeah. it, is my, it is my birthday on the day that we're recording this. I don't know when it's going to be released. Things are all screwed up. There are still episodes from March that haven't been... Oh, I just saw a bunch of balloons come up on my screen, presumably because you clicked an emoji. Anyway, my, my hope is to get those out, and th- this will come out soon after. So from the listener's perspective, it will not seem like there's a two-month gap, except in terms of how uh, awkward and stilted <laughs> I sound right now. Yeah, and in terms of how, at least in my case, how different our life situations are, because mm. my life situation is different how than different? it was when we last recorded. For example, I'm no longer a mail carrier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw you said something about that on Twitter some time <laughs> ago. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty pretty good about it. I mean, I'm sad. The long and short of it, the short of it is I was too slow to be a mail carrier, so they did not keep me <laughs> after my 90 days of probation. But since having some time to think about it, I felt like it was a pretty good job to have while I was finishing up my last course for school. And what they can't take away from me is the three months of money they gave me and of me getting really, really buff leg muscles. They can't take that from me. So yeah, it was an experience. Have you continued to observe leg day in order to to maintain the gift that was given to you by the United (laughs) States Postal Service? No, I haven't. Though I am still taking testosterone, which does help me build muscle. So no, I've I've stopped doing any exercise, but I am maintaining a little bit of what I was given by being a mail carrier on the walk-in. How long have you been on testosterone? It's been since I started as a mail carrier. So it was February and now it's May. Nice. Time passes. Time does pass. I, I don't remember. Were you vaccinated when last we spoke? Potentially one dose vaccinated. I'm not sure if you were any dose vaccinated when we last spoke. So I was not. Since then, I received the Johnson Johnson Jansen Jetson vaccine mm-hmm. on the, the day before it got put on pause. That, so it, it was withdrawn. Yeah. How did, how did that feel to have coursing through your body as it got paused? Well, I was experiencing side effects, but not blood clot related side effects, which was the reason for the pause. And I was never terribly concerned because A, that was an incredibly rare event for people who received that vaccine. And B, it seemed to primarily affect people in demographic categories to which I don't belong. So I was was pretty feeling pretty good about that. Was not feeling good about the side effects I felt, but the they passed pretty quickly. And I don't know if we talked about this. But like, I was kind of, I was trying for the Johnson and Johnson. I was like, 
and you know they say that all of the vaccines are just as good as one another and you should whichever one you have the opportunity to get first you should take but i disregarded this advice which is i know it's 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 bad i should be following public you, health advice but you played favorites yeah i played favorites in fact I, I had an appointment to get the first shot of moderna and then i canceled it because i saw a slot two days after that to get the johnson and johnson based on the theory that with the Moderna, you have to get the shot and then wait four weeks and then get the second shot and then wait two weeks and then you're fully vaccinated. So that's six weeks. But with the one shot, Johnson & Johnson, they say you're fully vaccinated after only two weeks. So it was a quicker path to vaccination. Anyway, this is all this is all irrelevant because either way, regardless of which vaccine. The, the time I has had, passed. Even if, yeah, at this point, yeah, even if you had gotten the two dose one, you probably would be fully vaccinated at this time that we're recording. Yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't have been able to do some nice things I was able to do since then. Like, you know, Mother's Day with the family. I've eaten at a restaurant with, with family for the first time in a while. This was outdoor dining. Yeah, quite quite a bit of, of you know stuff I've been able to do because of the vaccine. I'm not not like an extraordinary amount of things, but like there have been <laughs> yeah, four no. or five instances where where it was nice nice to have been vaccinated. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say these are like extreme or unheard of in other situations. It's just like. It's a freedom that, I don't know, freedom is so American. It's like, it's something that, <laughs> it's, it. it's something that like hasn't been able to happen for, for a while due to the pandemic. Is freedom American? It's got that taste. <laughs> it's got that taste. Mm. Okay, cool. Which, which one did you get? Did you get the uh, Pfizer? I got the, the Pfizer, yeah. And w- when I was getting it, it was still like right before it really kind of became widely available. So I like had to drive 60 miles because that was the only place my sister frantically getting vaccine appointments for people could find a spot for me. And then, you know, a week or two after it was like, oh, I could have gone, you know, 10 minutes walk to the government center and gotten the vaccine. But it happened. Yeah, well, we're all vaxxed for now, at least. I mean, there may be future need for further boosters or re-ups but yeah and what's exciting is that now the cool hip thing for 12 year olds to do tell all their friends to get (laughs) vaccinated they finally lowered the age and are doing studies my my nieces are four six and baby so they're they're doing studies that hopefully they'll know sort of a couple months from now whether what dosage or what it looks like to have under 12 get vaccinated. Do you mean that your nieces are participating in studies or? No. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. I think my my sister like looked, but you can't win them all. (laughs) No, Uh, truly. Yeah. (laughs) Truly cannot. (laughs) No. Yeah. So how's the pandemic going for you the past (laughs) couple months, especially now that you you don't have that job? What are are you doing with with your time? Yeah, I am still really riding the success of graduating from college because that has been a long ongoing thing for me. So yeah, I'm getting ready to move to Pittsburgh with some friends oh, wow. and try not to be too anxious about that. But yeah, I'm, I, I could say I'm looking for jobs, but I'm not actively doing that. But I'm looking for jobs. I could say I'm packing up my stuff, but I'm also not actively doing that. But that's what I've been doing. When are you moving? July. Nice. I've got time. You got time. By the when this is released, you will hopefully <laughs> still have time. I don't know when this will be released. Okay. Yeah. Well that's that's that is that is good. Onwards and upwards, new things. New things. 
Yeah. And the the vaccine did make possible, like, we had a really small, my sister and two friends came to my house for, like, an outside graduation party. So that was also something made possible by the looser restrictions. There were a lot of cicadas there, which I enjoyed. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's also going on in my life. Yeah, I've noticed on your Twitter that you've been you've been <laughs> tweeting a lot about cicada related matters. I'm I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be, but I've got a special list of premium follows, and you're on it, so I do <laughs> wow. see some some cicada related material there. Yeah, it's it's been really I really enjoy having cicadas. It's a good experience. <laughs> sometimes, here's the thing, sometimes you excitedly tell the wrong people about going out in the middle of the night to collect cicadas to freeze and then eat, and they're not as excited about it as I would hope they would be. Is that uh, what you're so doing? So I try, I try and um, be discerning. Of- so so you're, you're eating them now? So I'm eating them now. Yeah, I I did I did eat cicadas. I dipped them in chocolate and I also cooked some with garlic and butter and ate them. And here's the report. I wish like I wish I could come back and say it was like a really exciting, revelatory experience to eat the cicadas, but they really don't taste like much of anything. So I'm glad I did it, but it's also like there's not a lot to I prefer crickets if we're going to do bugs. <laughs> they had more going for them. But it, it sort of felt like a once-in-a-lifetime-ish opportunity. So I'm going to be honest with you. This feels like a major plot twist. Because, <laughs> I, you know, your, your interest in cicadas has long been, has long been discussed on this show. I feel it's like true. it was one within, of the earliest episodes. Within the first few episodes, yeah. We, we, this was discussed. I did not realize that your interest in cicadas was culinary or, or you know, t- to eat them. I thought that you, like, thought of them as kindred spirits or. I do. Huh. <laughs> I do. Okay, but you don't mind eating your kindred spirits. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to think of cicadas on, like, an individual level the same way you would think about, I don't know, an individual friend who you are close to and probably also shouldn't eat but cicadas it's like they're there for eating and it's on a much more like ecological scale because that's their whole thing there's so many of them it is not about individual survival it is about just knowing that some will hopefully get the chance to like lay eggs but most of them are gonna feed Literally everything wants to eat them. Dogs, cats, squirrels, everything wants to eat them. Birds. So I felt like part of that cycle. All right, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you on this one. <laughs> I, I feel. I feel like you're far more assured as to what cicadas' existence is all about than I am about what anything is all about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I like. I I've not personally interviewed a cicada on this, and maybe if I did, they would feel differently. But I've made my peace with like I cannot save every cicada from their own destiny (laughs) even as i try and i don't know i i think i think i've solved it i think i've figured out their purpose i don't know humanity's purpose but i think i've figured out cicada's purpose on this Mm, okay well i hope someone's working on our purpose i know (laughs) because i don't know even if they did i might not i might not like it and i might 
decide to kind of do my own thing instead. But anyhow, that all sounds, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm interested in eating cicadas, but I'm all for people eating whatever they want to eat as long as they're yeah. not eating other human beings. That's okay. I, I ate them so you don't have to because I can tell you they don't taste like much, but if you cook them, they smell a little bit like asparagus. Oh, huh. I wonder why that is. Because they only eat tree sap for oh. 17 years. So it's like a little planty. Oh, they're like little plant bombs. Little, pl- <laughs> little plant bombs. <laughs> all right. Well, then, I, then I'm all for it. Well, hold on. Now, now you're in t- now, knowing what you know now. Uh, still not interested in eating them, but I guess I, I can support your dietary choices. Thank you. But yeah, we were we were doing this very podcast a year ago, which I'll continue to be able to say as it's going to keep coming up. The more episodes we do, there will be like a parallel episode one year ago. Mm, yeah. Yeah. When when are we going to not do it anymore? You think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because there is still a pandemic. So I don't think that. I, uh, you know, I don't. I don't. By that think, metric, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't reached a natural endpoint, and I don't really know when there will not be a pandemic. I don't know what the what the metric is for determining it's not a pandemic anymore. Yeah, it's not when the federal and state mask mandates end, because yeah, no, <laughs> many have ended. Right. Although, I mean, you, you could argue that social distancing is ending, in which case the social distance warriors will hang up their swords and or beat them in the plowshares or whatever <laughs> whatever it is warriors do when peacetime arrives. Because, yeah, I don't know, I mean, there will still be some form of social distancing for some time. I don't know, it's a mystery. Yeah. Hard to know when we'll feel we've done our job, as I know many, many are asking. Yeah, no, th- there's still work to do. Yeah. I mean, I like, I also, I think about, there's like, the things that are ending that kind of never really got close enough to being enough like there was some efforts at least in the u.s to like stop doing evictions and expand unemployment benefits like some kind of band-aid efforts to to do that and those are kind of ending like i'm Mm. gonna have to start making student loan payments again so it's like some of those like half measures that we had started a year ago that kind of made things bearable are gonna stop but it's like they weren't good before so it's like what i wonder is like you know is there gonna be more pandemic-y stuff is there gonna be more social unrest or like actual changes to anything in society (laughs) yeah probably in some ways yeah yeah that's another thing i'm forgot how much i was going to this hating joe biden because for a while there, it was like, yeah, I'll just get anyone in there and I'll hate Joe Biden, but just get him in there. But it's not as fun. It's not as much fun to be annoyed by Joe Biden because his thing is I'll make things normal again. Mm. And it's just not very fun. No, I mean, like, yeah, I'm I, I am still not politically aligned with Joe Biden, but there are aspects of the job that he is doing that are genuinely much better than better than Trump and better than I would have expected of him. Like, yeah, I don't know how I'll feel in a couple of years, whether that's still going to be the case. But I don't know. I mean, t- to some extent, I've just been kind of unplugged from following politics as closely 
as I used to. Part of that is because the Trump administration held a strange power of fascination over me. Mm -hmm. But also part of it is because I've just been checking out from social media and constant connectedness as much as I can and in as many new ways as I can think of. And so it's just less omnipresent to me. So I don't honestly think about Joe Biden all that much. That's fine. You live closer to him than I do. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he thinks much about you either (laughs) or me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just because I keep this Word document where I take notes of anything interesting, possibly, that I could talk about when we record. And I know that a year ago, around this time, it was when there were the huge Black Lives Matter protests, and it was right after George Floyd had been murdered, and in in the midst also of pandemic and just a lot going on under Trump as president and a lot of sort of ideas getting brought and promises being made and potential for what is the world going to look like a year from now, and Mm. wondering, like, here we are again, and you know, what we're still dealing with and what, if anything, has changed or, like, tangibly or, like, in people's mindset has changed. Yeah. There was a lot of conversation last year about police and what was the future of police in this country, and none of that really seems to be have any momentum behind it right now. I mean, yeah. Like, personally, I feel from the pandemic and partially, I guess, just from being alive in the world and in the circles I'm in, like, I've gotten more and more, like, disillusioned with our political systems, like, Mm. specifically, like, the ability of, like, Democrats to do things. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that, that balance of, like, it is good to reduce even a small amount of suffering through, like, if you can vote and stuff, but also just the way that, like, I don't know. The system is so broken. Yeah, and it's beyond our individual capacity to do anything about that, really. It sucks, and it, it's it's also just been difficult to build, like, I don't know, collectives, I guess, a little, a little more in, in this environment where we haven't been able to interact with one another face-to-face. But hopefully that'll that'll change, and I don't know. Who, who knows? Yeah, like I said, I mean, that's, that's where I, like, find myself falling, but it's also, like... I don't know. I I wish I was a more eloquent speaker or ideas person so that I could at least in my thinking have interesting things. But Mm -hmm. I I just have my thoughts and I try and voice them so I don't sit with my thoughts. But that is one of my things that like I'm anxious and very excited to be like moving in with a group of friends that I have. But it's also like I wish I had words to describe what I would like my future to look like because I don't think it, for me, looks like I find somebody and marry and have, like, a nuclear family in a particular way and, you know, get a 401k for retirement <laughs> and, you know, do, do certain things and wondering, like, how to talk about that with friends. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like, I, I feel like... I, I'm kind of at the point right now where I'm kind of wondering what the next like 10 years of my <laughs> life are going to look like. And uh, that that has kind of changed because of the pandemic or, or if it feels like different options are available to me or no longer available to me, like different things like doors have opened, doors have closed. I don't know. It, fe- it feels like the pandemic really sh- shook things up for for people in a lot of ways and that we're all coming out of this with 
either different priorities or different identities or different, I don't know, different personal aesthetics or or whatever. I mean, or doubling down on whatever you had before. That's There's, also, yeah, I mean, that's a, I, I don't think that's my experience, but like that's also <laughs> sort of one that I see. Yeah, yeah. What are you uh, What are you most looking forward to being able to do as things continue to open up that you haven't done yet? I don't know. I It would be nice to hang out with friends in person, but also like any kind of social activity, I'm still exhausted to think about. Yeah, I like, I want to play board games with people. And then the other thing is I want to go to see live music. Oh, yeah. I just I feel forgot. really... <laughs> you ever forget yeah. about the existence of like live performances sometimes yeah and that's that's starting to you know people are starting to put shows on the calendar at local venues and and things like that the newport folk festival which is a big music festival i often go to i haven't gone in a couple years and they didn't do it last year they're doing it again this year and tickets have already sold out so i missed my chance to to get tickets but i may end up trying to see if i can score some aftermarket tickets just to kind of get back in the mix of being out there outside and listening to live music because it's been a while since I've been able to do that. Yeah, I've got concert tickets that, that were supposed to be for, I think, like, I don't know, I think they're for originally for October 2020. I was going to see They Might Be Giants, uh, and that's now for, like, October 2022, I think, <laughs> or something wow. like that, yeah. They, they were doing a 30th anniversary show for their album Flood, which I guess will now be a 32nd anniversary show. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Do we want to talk action items? We can talk action items. I wrote down what I believe in a cryptic message to my future self were our last known action items. Sure. So. I have them written down too, but okay, since, you let's seem, compare. <laughs> since you seem less certain, I want to hear yours. Great. Okay. I wrote down, if you have allergies, take an anti-allergy medication. If no allergies, be grateful. And also... To listen to at least one episode of Friends at the Table podcast. Yeah. All right. Have you done either of those? I do have allergies and I have taken anti-allergy medication. I did not get a chance to listen to any Friends at the Table episodes. Yeah. Well, I, I have. I'm, I'm a little behind on the show, but I have listened to more than one in the couple months since then. So, And I don't take allergy medication and I have been grateful for that. But everything around me is caked in pollen outside. It's been a very pollen-heavy year, a very pollenous spring. Yeah. But luckily, the pollen does not cause major adverse health reactions <laughs> in me. It just makes my car gross. Well, lucky for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say with no bitterness. That's what mm. I say it with, no bitterness. Yeah, I tried, and maybe I mentioned this in the past recording, who knows? But for all my life, I've only taken antihistamines that make you very drowsy, sort of take away your allergies by taking away your ability to be conscious. But instead, I also bought non-drowsy allergy relief mm. for the first time and have been taking those. And it is really cool to not feel knocked out and very sleepy. And still also not have allergies. So I'm I'm very pleased with those. I am always having a difficult time sleeping. So whenever I have an ailment that allows me to take a medication and I have the option to take one that's going to make me sleepy, <laughs> I will usually opt for that one just to get a little added benefit. Yeah, it's something they say on the bottle for the drowsy antihistamine. They say, do not use to make children sleepy. Hmm. It's something they say. But they say nothing about... 
uh, Tom's on there. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. Guess, I guess it's off-label, but not uh, totally, what's the word, bad. No, and I don't use it specifically to make me sleepy. What I, I, I just, when, when I have a condition <laughs> that merits the taking of medication and a version that's going to make me sleepy is available, then I will opt for that one because I think of that as a positive side effect rather than mm-hmm. a negative one. Yeah. Beautiful. But, but right now, I'm not taking any medications that have that kind of side effects. So I'm having difficulty sleeping. Oh, it's like, yeah, you need like the anti-cup of coffee. You need like your cup of drowsy. Yeah, I mean, people have suggested things that I might choose taking. I should probably do that. I should probably ta- find some kind of sleep aid that works for me. I know you can take uh, melatonin. Apparently that works and helps helps you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my family, we give melatonin to our dog to not make her sleepy at night, but during the day to make her less anxious. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, ha- I have an action item I'd like to propose between now and the next episode. Nice. Okay. Do it. Let's hear it. That action item is to learn a new poem by heart. Okay, Tom. I'm writing this down. Now, action. there are some very short poems out there. Item. Take, so, me, take so, me back to my contemporary poetry class. Yeah, you're going to learn a poem by heart. That's the action item. Learn a poem by... Would there be a test? I mean, I will not I will not ask you to recite the poem if you don't want to. There are two kinds of people in this world, and one of those kinds really benefit from learning a poem by heart, and the other kind don't benefit <laughs> which are you we'll see we'll find out <laughs> do you know any po- do you know any poems by heart no i had to learn one for a poetry class and i did it very badly and i still don't remember it not even any like limericks or no oh, okay I'm sorry i'm not one of the cool kids who could like do those hand clap games or like sing fun songs oh wow okay <laughs> so maybe this is going to be extra challenging for you i don't know do you know any song lyrics by heart no well, I mean, there are some like one sentence poems out there. So I, I believe will, I believe and I in will you. find them. Yeah, I, I know a few by heart. I know a couple of like one sentence Ogden Nash poems or whatever. And then I know Robert Frost's The Road Not Taken. I don't know a lot of them, though. I'm not even really all that big into poetry, but I do like knowing things by heart. Yeah, and I do find it useful to surround myself with people who are like that, who can remember things and remember like creative works and introduce that to the conversation. I just personally am an appreciator and can't hold it in my brain. One poem that I know by heart that I'm going to teach you right now is by Aram Saryan and it is just one word long and it is the word light, but it is spelled L-I-G-H-G-H-T instead of the way you would normally spell the word light. It's L-I-G-H-G-H-T. Okay. That's it. That's the whole poem. All right. And if you can remember that, then <laughs> then you know now know one more poem by heart. But if you can't remember that, then I guess you can't. I mean, it is a weird spelling, so. That's true. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't blame you if you couldn't. But I'll think about it. I'll think about remembering it, and I'll let you know. That's one of the few I know by heart. Anyhow, do you, do you have any action items you'd like to propose? I do have an action item. I would ask that people consider playing the visual novel Snowbound Blood, which is a visual novel I bought while it was on sale. And it is in the Vast Error webcomic universe, which is in the Homestuck spinoff fan comic universe, but I'm told is a like uh, way 
entry point to kind of getting into vast error because I have tried to read the webcomic on my own and wasn't really able to get into it, but a visual novel, I, I've been finding it really interesting to, to get into and am enjoying how much I've played so far. It's kind of set up like a detective story, kind of. You're solving a mystery murder. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been very interesting to explore. Very different from kind of the way the Frensim visual mm. novel is set up, but it is a visual novel. I heard it was somewhat more like Ace Attorney. Yes. But yeah, I haven't played it, but maybe this is an opportunity for me to do so. I, I, I have been sinking too much time into video games lately, so adding a new one, I don't know, it's a bit of a stretch, but I will I try. We, we, we're very good at proposing the action item for ourselves and mm, what yes. we most need. So <laughs> if what you most need is to learn a poem by heart and not add another video game into your life, then hey, so be it. Yeah, one or the <laughs> other, poems or video games. There are two paths in the woods yes. diverging, right? That's a That's the one I mentioned before. Yep. And I don't taken. and I don't remember it. By Robert Frost. Anyhow, I think I think that wraps it up. I think it does. And so now we're going to end this episode the way we end every episode. Yes. Yeah. By staying distant and going the distance. <laughs>